if you want to start slowly, make sure you're right back to your seats. Uh, it is great to have Pastor Colin and Sunu Allison back with us. So, yeah, you guys, it's it's uh, yeah, just I'm so grateful for them and just getting to yeah work with them, be pastored by them. It's it's a real privilege for us. Uh, this afternoon, uh, we are going to continue through our study of Thessalonians. And uh, yeah, you guys, so if you have been, you know, if this is your first time with us or you've kind of been in and out, we are, we've just been going sort of through just verse by verse through the book of Thessalonians. And again, for those of you maybe not so familiar, this was a letter that Paul wrote to a group of people in a place called Thessalonica. And he had gone into this place and he had preached the gospel to them. He was only there for about three weeks or so. And, and then he had to leave. He was forced out. He had to leave that place. And so then he writes this letter to this to these people that have just they recently become Christians, right? And so in this letter, it's such a great letter because we get to see things that are really important to Paul and things that should be important to us. Alright, so we're in chapter five today, okay? And uh, I've kind of sort of given the title of this of just stay awake, right? Alright, and I say this because it's afternoon, a little bit, you know, almost four o'clock, right? So every now and then, if you just want to bump the person next to you, just say stay awake. Just remind them that that's what we're talking about. Just remind them that that's what we're talking about. Alright, so but, but this is actually what we're going to see Paul talking about in this, in this section of Scripture. Alright, so as we're thinking about this, okay? Uh, you guys, what we're going to sort of see is that we're going to be called to be different. And I think you guys, none of us, or at least there's many times where none of us really likes to stand out. We don't like to be different, right? If you kind of look at this picture, like no one likes to be that guy, right? Like everyone's going one, but you've got to go the other direction. Right? Um, I, I think it's pretty safe to say, I think it's a safe thing to say that most of us like to be liked. We, we like people to like us, right? That, that's just a natural tendency in our hearts. Like we, we kind of want, we need other people's acceptance, right? And yet, we're going to see in this passage of Scripture that as Christians, we are called to be different. Sometimes we're called to be this guy. In this picture. And I want to just share quickly just two stories from when I was in university. 
first story, I was I was either my first or second year in university. And um, yeah, I I um, I was a Christian when I was in university. And I remember we were in a, I was in an English class. Yeah, I was in English class, and we were so I don't even remember what we were talking about, but the teacher asked the question, why is the world like the way it is? And I, I, I kind of felt this boldness come up inside of me, right? And, and I mean it was almost like I couldn't control. I was just like I, I started just saying it's because there's sin in the world and things. And I just started, I mean, I basically just went off, right? And I mean, it literally, I mean, you can probably imagine, I mean, literally people just were laughing at me in class. But I remember walking out of that class and not feeling really bad about the fact that they were laughing. I was like, well, okay, I, I, I said what I was supposed to say. Well, a couple of years later, I'm in university. I'm in another English class. Obviously, my English isn't very good because I was constantly in English class. So he I'm in another English class. Just had to do it over and over. No, I'm in a different English class. And and this and the teacher, the the professor, all of a sudden asked this question. What? And again, I don't I don't remember what we were talking about. But somehow, the just the guy just asked. So, what does everyone think about God? And in my heart, I just I, I was like, no, I just want to say I just I love him. But you know what I said? Nothing. I didn't say anything. I just kept my mouth shut. And I blended in with everybody else. I looked like everybody else. And I missed an opportunity to probably say something. And so when I share about this, this I, I understand you guys. I, I, I you know, I, I've, there's been times where, yeah, maybe I've stood up. There's also been a lot of times where I've just really blended in because I just wanted people to like me. And it's like, you know, if I could go back and change things, I wouldn't change the first one. Even though people laughed, I wouldn't change that. But there's been many times that I wished I could have gone back to that second one and just kind of had a do-over on that one. And so today, you guys, when we're looking at this passage in 1 Thessalonians 5, we're going to see that we are called, there are times where we are called to be different. We're going to have to be willing to stand out. And I know that in a group culture, right, in a group culture, this is not something that's really comfortable for us. But we're going to see that that is sometimes the call for us as Christians. And so our passage today is uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 11. 
But we're not going to read the whole thing, okay? We're just going to read verses 1 through 3, okay? So can we stand up together and we're just going to read these three verses? And how about we'll, uh, if Mark can just lead us uh, in Chinese and then we will read it in English. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that we can be in this place together. And Lord, we believe that your word um, has power. We believe that your word uh, works in our hearts. And so Lord, we ask that you would work in our hearts this afternoon. I pray that as we leave this place, that we would know you better. And so we thank you for this time. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you can sit down. You can stand up the whole time if you want, but that yeah, if, you want, if you want to stand up, that's fine. Go ahead, do that. Go ahead. But no. So you guys. So last week we looked at chapter four, the last few verses of chapter four. And it was talking about uh, Jesus, the fact that Jesus is coming back again. And we said that, that Paul was saying that, that that helps us grieve differently. That we have this, this promise of the future, right? Okay, so today's passage kind of we're gonna to continue to talk about Jesus coming back. So, so last week's passage and this week's passage go together, they're connected. And it's kind of like in Paul's thinking, he's like, okay, first I need to let these guys know that people who have died, they're not going to miss the second coming. And so today, or in our passage today, now he shifts to, okay, so, so how does the, the second coming affect the way we live now? How does it matter? Okay, the question we're trying to answer today is how does it matter that Jesus is coming back sometime in the future? Why do we even need to think about that? What do we even need to think about Jesus coming back? Alright, so we're going to start here in verses 1 through 3. So I'm talking about and, and Paul is going to kind of, he uses in this passage, using lots of different metaphors or different figures of speech. And, and so the first thing he says in verse 1, he says, now concerning the times and the seasons, he uses this phrase here. 
Okay, if you if you if you take notes, if you do that kind of thing, if you want to write down next to this Acts chapter one. 那如果你有做笔记，你可以写《使徒行传》第一章第六到七 ，verses six to seven. Okay, Acts chapter one, verses six to seven. 第六到七节。Because there we see that this this phrase, the times and the seasons, that's used in that place as well. 因为这个时候及日期在那边也有用到。And basically, what that was is is that was a way of describing that. I mean, the the Jewish people, the you know the Christians, they believed that God was going to come back. Jesus was going to come back again. In the future, right? So these Jewish Christians believed that Jesus would come back in the future. And that God was going to finally, He was going to start ruling again. He was going to start reigning here on earth. And this God would come back here and rule and rule. And so what Paul says, he says, "Look, guys, concerning that, concerning when is God going to finally come in and start making things, everything good again?" So Paul just says. 到底神什么时候要回来，让所有的事情他什么时候来统治全地呢 ？When is that going to happen? He says, you guys, you don't need. I mean, he says, you already know that it's it's going to come at an unexpected time. 那首先他告诉我们说，你们已经知道他来的时候没有人知道。He says basically, he says it's going to come. You're fully aware that the day of the Lord is going to come like a thief. In the night, 甚至他的形容词会好像夜间的贼来到一样。And so he says, okay, you know, I don't need to try and, you know, again, we're not going to sort of look at the newspaper, we're not going to look at the news and try and figure out. It's like it's going to come at an unexpected time. 所以你不用花很多时间去计算他到底什么时候来，因为主的日子来到了，就好像夜间的贼一样。And then he says this, and this is the first place where we see that we are called to to sort of be different. Okay. 所以这是第一个呃。He says in verse three. He says, while people are saying there is peace and security. 第一个就是说，人正在说平安稳妥的时候。He says then, okay, when people are saying, so a lot of people out there to be saying, hey, there's peace and security. He says then, sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. 也就是当所有的人都觉得好像一切都很平安稳妥的时候，反而就有。And so the first thing I want us to kind of see in this passage today is that our hope calls us. The hope of Jesus coming back again. It calls us to see the world differently. So our hope calls us to see the world differently. So our hope calls us to see the world differently. So our hope calls us to see the world differently. So our hope calls us to see the world differently. So our hope calls us to see the world differently. 就身为基督徒，你就你要有一个属灵的眼光，就看到说不是这样子的。And again, last week I felt like we had to we had to talk about something that was a little bit difficult, a little bit hard. 所以接下来甚至讲到有一些蛮艰难的事。You know, last week we had to talk about that. 啊，上礼拜我们讲到一些事。And this week we have to do that again. 这礼拜我们也继续讲这样。Because how do we how do we see the world differently? 我们怎么样用不一样的眼光看世界呢 ？The first thing that we as believers, we as Christians, we believe that people are in danger. 身为基督徒的我们相信人们是在危险当中的。And, and you guys, this is not. I mean, this is this is not the kind of thing that makes you popular. 所以这样子的讲法不会让你好像成为很受欢迎的人。No one wants to be that guy. No one wants to be that person. It's like, okay, I look at, I know it looks safe, but it's not, right? You don't want to be that person. 我想没有一个人会在大家都觉得一面看好的时候，你去你去处水。Peace and security. When it says that people are saying there is peace and security, this is 
Probably, this is very much could be like this was uh, like a phrase. These are words that they used to describe the Roman Empire. That 甚至这个他们可能是在形容这个罗马帝国 And so, so the idea here is that people are looking to the government. They're looking to the situation on Earth, and they're going, "No, we're secure. We're safe." 那可能当时他们在看这个国家或者是这个呃政府的时候，他们觉得说啊，我们现在是非常平安。That、there are going to be people that are going to be in very you know prosperous countries, safe countries。那甚至就是说啊，我们的国家非常的强盛，我们很平安。On the outside, from an earthly perspective, it's going to look like everything's good。也就是以世上的眼光去看，确实看起来一切都很安好。But the Bible says。And we are supposed to believe as Christians. 而且身为基督徒，我们也应该相信。That at any moment, sudden destruction will come. 在任何的时候，毁灭性的灾祸就可能突然临到。And it says that this sudden destruction is going to come upon people. And in that last phrase, it says, "And they will not escape." 而且甚至最后面讲到说，他们绝不能逃脱。This is not easy news, you guys. 我想这不是很简单的。This is not making popular. 也不会让你成为受欢迎的。Not the kind of thing that people want to hear. 没有人想听这样的事。I mean, especially in our culture here, right? 尤其在台湾的文化。It's all about peace and quiet and all that kind of stuff, right? 我们都说你要很有福气，要很平安，很快乐。And and yet to say that there's sudden destruction that might be coming at any moment. 可是我们当我们说有毁灭性的灾祸要来到你当中。That's tough. 真的很困难。And it made me think of this this scripture in Hebrews. 那我们再看看希伯来书。In Hebrews chapter eleven verse seven, 第十第七节 says, "By faith Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith." 说因着信，诺亚在还没有看见的事上得了神的警告，就动了敬畏的心。做了一艘方舟，使他全家得救。接着这信心，他就定了那世代的罪，自己也承受那因信而来的义。And what I want to just draw attention is, notice it says by faith, Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen. 这讲到因着信，诺亚在还没有看见的事。He he saw differently than everybody else. 所以他的眼光是跟所有的人都不一样。I mean, can you just imagine? Just imagine for a second, as Noah was building this boat. This massive boat, right? You 在那个时代，当诺亚在建造这个这么大的方舟的时候 can, ，Can you imagine what his neighbors must have been thinking or possibly saying? Right? 你你能想象他的邻居或其他的亲朋好友是怎么看他 ？I mean, I mean, we don't know where he was, but it was probably yeah, probably on land somewhere, and he's building a massive boat. 那我们相信他绝对不是在海洋，他可能是在一块。And what's always struck me is it says that it's about concerning events as yet unseen, right? 呃，你们看到这边讲到说在还没有看见的事上。That that it looks like Noah. It's like you know when people are like, Noah, what are you doing building this massive boat? 很多人可能说，诺亚，你你到底在干什么 ？It's not like Noah could go, Hello, do you see the clouds out there? 他就说，你莫看我喽。I mean, it's, I mean, he couldn't. He, it's not like he could say because it's concerning events as yet unseen, right? All he could do is say, "I'm building this boat because God said a massive, you know, judgment's coming." He can only say, "This is what God told me to do, and there will be a judgment." And what I can probably imagine is most people are like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense." <laughs> I doubt that's what was going on.、Right? What I think again, because it's concerning events as yet unseen, it probably looked like day after day, it was still the same. 那我相信
Nothing was changed. And yet Noah was living differently. He was building a boat. You know, when you read about this, some, some people think it might have taken Noah 70 years to build this boat. Right? It was a lot of work. It took a lot of time. And you guys just think about, you know, when we leave this, this building here in 45 minutes or an hour from now, just to ask ourselves this question, right? When we walk out and, you know, we're going to go eat dinner somewhere, probably. You know, when we go to the store and we're buying groceries at 7-Eleven, or well, that's not where you buy groceries, but you buy stuff at 7-Eleven, right? I mean, it's like, you know, you guys, we go out and day after day, things just look pretty much the same, don't they? So, it's like, 7-Eleven's open 24 hours, right? That never changes. And, and, and everything, again, it says in 1 Thessalonians that all people are saying there's peace and security. That's what it looks like a lot of the time. And yet, we as Christians are called to see differently. Noah saw differently and it ended up saving his family. There's a, another scripture I thought it was in 2 Peter. You know, in 2 Peter, this is, this is only probably 30 or 40 years after Christ. And notice that Peter, he's, he's trying to warn, he's trying to prepare people. He says, look, at knowing this, first of all, that scoffers are going to come in the last days with scoffing, following their own sinful desires. Verse 4, they will say, where's the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. You guys, if we are believers, we are called to see differently. That is just, we have to be okay with that. Because even back then, Peter was saying, look, people are going to be scoffing. They're going to be making fun, saying, everything looks the same to me, bro. But notice what Peter says after that. He says, but by the same words, the heavens and the earth that now exist are sorted for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but he's patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And look at verse 10. But the day of the Lord is going to come like a thief. And then the heavens will pass away. So notice that Peter says, he's like, yes, you guys, look at it. On the outside, he said, things look pretty similar. They look pretty okay on the outside. He says, but that's simply because God is patient. God wants people to have an opportunity to repent, to get their lives right with Him. 
And notice that he says the same thing as Paul, right? The day of the Lord, again, as a believer, I am supposed to believe that, man, that the day of the Lord can come like a thief. And so, so, so here is the first area that we're called to be different, right? Do we believe that people are in danger? And just, I just want to ask you that question. I don't want to just move on to the next thing. I want you just to think for a second. Do we really believe that people are in danger? Do we really believe that at any moment the flood might come? Do we really believe that at any moment the thief might break in? Do we really believe that peace and security isn't real? Our hope in the, the promised return and the fact that Jesus is coming back, what it should do is it should make us be people who realize people need to hear the gospel. So, so the first thing, you guys, that I mean, so what does it matter that Jesus is coming back in the future? Well, the first thing it should do is it should, it should make us realize there is an urgency to preach the gospel now. People need to hear the gospel. Alright, the second thing. Paul moves on in verses 4 through 8. Verses 1 through 3, we're called to see the world differently. Verses 1 through 3, we're called to see differently. Okay. And now in verses 4 to 8, we're called to live differently. And basically in verses 4 to 8, Paul's going to use a bunch of different metaphors here. But basically they all have the same idea that we're called just to be different. Verses 4 to 5. Paul says, but you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. And so Paul's gonna repeat himself quite a bit in these verses. And darkness, you guys, darkness and night in the scriptures is kind of symbolic of spiritual ignorance, spiritual wickedness. And he says, so we're not, he said, we're not spiritually ignorant. We're not supposed to be walking in spiritual wickedness. And so then verse 6 he says, So then let us not sleep as others do, right? And what commentators will tell you is that sleep is is in the not even not just in the Bible, actually in other, like even other uh, literature, sleep was often used as a metaphor for spiritual insensitivity. Because if you think about when you're asleep, you're not really aware of a whole lot else, right? You're not you're not really aware of what's going on. 
I am not a particularly like heavy sleeper. I'm a pretty light sleeper. Like I can wake up pretty easy. Right? But I mean, anyone else like that? You got light light sleepers out there? Any light sleepers? Yeah. Okay. And you got like really heavy sleepers, like just like sleep through the alarm kind of people. You got those kind of people. I envy those kind of people. I just sleep through the alarm kind of people. I just wish I could sleep like that. I just think it's like, man, what a that because when you're, it's like you're just completely like you're not even aware of anything else that's going on. And Paul, and that's that was kind of that's why they use that because like people who are asleep, they're just insensitive. They don't know what's going on around them. And and Paul actually, guys, if you you look at kind of in the rest of it, that he likes this was kind of like a common idea for him, a common metaphor for him. So in this time, Paul used this metaphor. In another book that he wrote, the Book of Romans. That another book Paul wrote in the Romans. He says almost the exact same thing, right? He says besides this, you know, the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. Okay, so turn to the person next to you, say, "Wake up if you're asleep." Tell the person next to you, "Come on, you're asleep." He says the time is to wake from sleep, right? First. For salvation is nearer to us now than we first believed. The night is far gone; the day is at hand. He says, "And And in, and in verses six and seven, he says, "So then, he says, let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk, so here comes another metaphor. Those who get drunk are drunk at night." But again, just look at the person next to you. You smile at them. Grab them by the shoulders and say, "Stay awake." This is a great passage to be able to share on an afternoon, right? Because I can just tell you that over and over. Right. But notice what Paul says. He says, "So he says because we are different." He says, "So we're not supposed to sleep. We got to keep awake. We need to be sober." So if sleep is like spiritual insensitivity, then that he means that he said that because as believers we need people people who are are sensitive to what's going on, aware of what's going on around us, right? So what does it mean? For us to be spiritually alert, spiritually awake. So, Heather's brother is a pastor in the United States. And I, I heard him a while uh, just recently. He was, he was teaching, and I, I got to listen to one of his teachings. And he was talking about how um, this sort of like what's going on in the world right now. Is that we have an enemy, right? There's an enemy out there that wants us just to stay asleep, right? And and he he did a great job, just kind of like just talking about like like a, like a little baby, just like just 
所以我们是在战场上的士兵。So turn to the person next to you. 告诉旁边你旁边的人。Them, okay? And say, we are soldiers in a battle. guys, we have been given a, a commission. We have been given a job to do. We we have been given this. We are supposed to make disciples of all nations. And you know, this is actually you know, our church. We, this is what our, our motto is, right? And what I want to point out to us, you guys, is that sometimes I think we, we sort of quickly summarize it saying that we, you know, we as a church want to know, love, and follow Jesus. But that's not actually what our church motto says. Because if it was just that, you know, see, like church exists so that we can know, love, and follow Jesus, that's just about us. But it says we exist to see all people know, love, and follow Jesus. It's, it's not just about us, you guys. It's not just about us. It's the last time I'll ask you to do this. But I'm going to ask you to turn the person next to you. Look at it. And tell them it's not about us. You. It's not just about you. It's not just about us, you guys. As a church, we exist to see all people know, love, and follow Jesus. If you're ready for Jesus to come back, that's wonderful. But 95% of the people on this island are not ready for Jesus. And so it's not just about us. God has placed City Light Church here for a reason. Alright, so again, as we're kind of getting ready, as we're finishing this passage, it says, okay, so we know that we are called, our hope causes us to see the world differently. Our hope that Jesus is coming back should cause us to live differently in this world. The reason this is important, verses 9 and 10, is because we are destined, you guys. It says, the scripture tells us that we are destined for a different future. Paul says in verses 9 and 10, why do we stay awake? Why do we have this armor? Why do we do these things? For, he says, for God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation. The reason, you guys, that we need to stay awake, the reason we need to be alert, is that we believe that there are eternal consequences to this decision we make about Jesus. That there is a difference between wrath and salvation. And that's why the, just the, the, the importance of the cross, and we, you know, we were destined for salvation for, because Christ died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with Him. 
，因为基督替我们死，使我们不论是醒着或睡着，都和他一同活着。What we ought to give thanks for is that Jesus was never spiritually insensitive. 所以我们应该要很感恩的是，耶稣他从来不是属灵不明锐的人。What should fill our hearts with gratitude is that Jesus was constantly alert. Jesus was constantly awake. 我们内心充满。Every moment of his life, Jesus lived in the will of the Father. He in the world of every minute, every moment, he is always in the will of the Father. Basically, at every moment, right? At every moment, you guys, our salvation. Okay, just remember this: our salvation. Is only because we have a Savior who stayed awake, who was constantly alert at every moment. Our Savior, our personal Savior, is because of our Savior, who is always awake, always alert. He stayed awake. He stayed alert so that we could live with Him forever. And it says in verse ten, He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with Him. 第十节讲到，基督替我们死，使我们无论是醒着或睡着，都和他一同活着。And here, Paul, maybe what he means is that you know whether or not people are already dead or they're still alive, maybe that's what he's talking about. 那或许保罗就是在讲说，有不不管是有已经死掉的人，或是活着的人。Or maybe what he's even saying is that even if we are spiritually insensitive, the grace of God is that even if we are spiritually insensitive, He still died for us so we might live with Him. 所以，甚至保罗可能是讲到，即使你在属灵上你是睡着的。That even when we are insensitive, we have a Christ, we have a Savior that died for us. 即使你属灵不敏锐，但是基督也为你而死了。And that ought to make us grateful. 呃，这个就让我们。And so the last thing he says, verse eleven. 第十一节。Therefore, he says, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. 所以你们应当彼此劝慰，互相造就，正如你们一切一向所行的。And so we need to be strengthened in this, right? 好，我们我们需要被神就是啊，他给我们力量。You guys, to be alert, to be constantly alert, to be awake, we need one another. 我们如果要需要能够警醒，我们需要。Because everything around us, everything around us is just telling us. Because other places tell us we are calm. No problem. Now it is calm and peaceful. I didn't put the scripture up here. Oh, we didn't put this. Which is always what a translator wants to hear. But I trust Mark. So, all right. So, you guys, in Genesis chapter three. If you think about the first. Time that the that the devil attacks people. You remember when Satan first attacked Eve? He says to Eve, he says, "Did God really say?" He and Eve say, "Did God really say?" And then she says, "Well, if we eat this thing, we're going to die." And what does what does the snake say to her? That this snake says, "You won't die." Oh, you won't die. You won't die. That's what he's about, you guys. He wants us to be asleep. He wants us to be spiritually insensitive. And so Paul says we need to encourage one another. We need to build one another. We need each other. To be able to stay spiritually alert. So Paul tells us we need to build one another. We need each other to be spiritually alert. 
we are a body as a church. We are a body. And so we are called to be helping one another, building one another up. Are there areas, you know, where if you know if we see a brother or sister that's just kind of allowing just sin to kind of just creep in, are we just going to go, oh, no big deal? Or are we going to try and say, hey, we need to be alert? Are we, if we're holding bitterness towards somebody, are we just going to be like, oh, well, that's fine? Or are we say, hey, man, we've got to be awake. We don't want to allow bitterness to creep into our lives. Are we just going through this life just kind of sleepy, just kind of just going through it? All right, so just kind of as we finish, you guys, just and if the worship team wants to come up and but just as we kind of as we're finishing our time, you guys. Okay, I think the first thing we have to understand is that I, again, for I think so many of us, we all have a desire to blend in. Sometimes we like to stand out when it's good, but it's when it's not, when it's tough, when it's for the gospel. We don't really want to be that guy. But yet we have to understand that the gospel, you guys, the gospel, the the gospel itself says that we are called out. We are called to be different. God makes us different. He makes us forgiven. The gospel is that we are forgiven. That we were deserving wrath, and now we are different. God has made us people who are waiting for salvation. And so, just that we understand, you know, as Christians, we have to be okay with the fact that we are going to be called to be different. And I would I would ask us just today, do we uh, do we you know are we awake today? Are we, are we alert? Are we, let's, how are we doing with that? 